The information, opinions, and recommendations presented on Behind the Book Podcast are for general information and entertainment purposes only. This podcast should not be considered professional betting advice. Behind the Book Podcast does not reflect the views of Ameristar Casino, Resort, Spa, Blackhawk, or Penn Entertainment. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the Behind the Book Podcast, a sports betting podcast brought to you by the team at Ameristar Casino, Resort, Spa in Blackhawk, Colorado. My name is Jenny, and I'm joined by Caleb Drain and special guest host, Amelia Herrick. What's going on, guys? Oh, just another day in paradise, running around, making sure we do the things that we do. Yeah. Getting ready, getting ready for a special thing about to happen in a month, getting a little surprise coming up. What's the surprise? Ginia. Oh, yes, yes. We are opening... A Ginya Ramen Bar and Baccarat Parlor here on, on, on property. So it's it's pretty exciting. It looks great. Like looks every, awesome. all the progress. Looks awesome. so, um, that has kept us busy. But we are still in the dry season, Caleb. It's still rough. It is rough. You know, and you turn on the TV and you're like, what in the world am I watching? I'm closing this out. I'm not watching it. Because I think I saw, I think it was Cricket on ESPN the other day. Stop. I was like, this is, nope, closed, done. Nope, refused. Um but yeah, I mean, there's still some things going on. So we have Tour de France. We have the Women's Open. I know. I was really into the Women's Open for like a half a day. And then <laughs> Rose Zang didn't do well. So now I'm disinterested again. Um, Tour de France is going on. Admittedly, we don't really know much about Tour de France. But Amelia is going to phone a friend mm-hmm. after the break and give us the best, most amazing Tour de France picks. If right? I have to watch it every day, you do too. <laughs> well, I'm only going to watch it if I have a wager, so Fair this enough. might work out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Damian Lillard, Caleb, what is going on with your guy? Dan? Um, I actually really like him, but I feel like he's being kind of a diva right now with the trade situation. I mean, yeah, that's definitely like the biggest, I think the biggest all-star in the NBA free agency that's kind of like been going on. And I mean, he being all cryptic, tweeting on Twitter, doing all kinds of weird things like that. But I mean... Well, it did come his... out that he was interested in joining Golden State before they traded for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And just what a team that would have been. Scary. Like, it would have been super scary. But, I mean, at the same time, there's only one ball. So yeah, somebody's and... got to shoot it, and it's going to probably be Steph. But everybody's so, been leaning towards uh, the Heat, right? The Heat, yeah. Even his agent said that he believes that the Blazers and Heat will make a agreement. But as long as they don't get rid of some crucial pieces with the Heat, I think that would be a great addition. Especially yeah. just like a dynamic duo between Lillard and Butler, so they're probably gonna have to trade Tyler Hero, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like they did well without Hero mm-hmm. when he was hurt, and I think most of I think you can literally like build that entire team about those two focal points because I think Jimmy Butler's got like I don't know he's got ice in his veins, but I think he's like missing that like deep it factor, which is like all about Damian like, Lillard. He was non-existent he was, in the finals. Like yeah. half some of those games, you're like, oh, he had 15 points. You didn't even notice him on the floor. Yeah, he was just quiet. So and, I'm officially not scared of playing him again in the finals. No, but uh, did you see what uh, Dwight Howard said about Jokic? I was like, you were the that back in their clown? prime. Yeah, back in his prime, he was better than him. I was like, you were the that is that's a clown statement because. Jokic just has MVPs. He has a chip now. Like he's getting he to the has point. Playoff where, records. Like yeah. he averaged a triple double in the playoffs. It's, it's laughable at this point. But um, the only thing Dwight Howard has is intimidation. You saw both them on the street, and you were like, "Which one would I want to play in basketball?" No, I don't want to play Dwight Howard. He just looks scarier. But Jokic, though, yeah, thrashing. 
Well, like I said, it's it's a dry betting season. We're not even going to bore anybody with baseball talk, none of that. Let's just go to the break <laughs> and let's come back and get the extensive Letour lock bets. Download the all-new PenPlay app to earn rewards, unlock special offers, and grow your tier status. Now you can access your account and play your next trip all in one place, the PenPlay app. Plus, receive $10 pen cash when you download today on the App Store. Alrighty, welcome back to Behind the Book Pod. We are to that point where we are going to discuss some of our picks, but we do have a special guest. We have Riley here, a known affiliate of Amelia. Riley, do you have a segment for your picks? He is our Tour de France expert, apparently. So I'm going to let you have the floor, do, my man. Do. He does? Riley's Riders? What is it? I just guessed. That's not it. I know we're in the uh, the dog days of summer, so there's not a lot of sports betting going on right now unless you're a baseball guy or gal but we do have bike racing going on right now um so i've got i've got figgies freaking take it to the bank bets for you figgies okay it's a little long but it rolls off the tongue i like it okay i like it i think it's strong but um we've had worse france it is uh it's the hardest race in the world, period. It is three weeks long. There is one overall winner of the tour, mm-hmm. which is called the General Classification, or GC. Uh, that rider gets the yellow jersey. That we know is, what that uh, is. That, I'll just give a quick overview <laughs> of the Tour de France. Um, that is what Lance Armstrong won a 7 of. So that's the ultimate prize. But there's a lot of risk involved with betting an overall winner. Mm-hmm. The three-week-long race, a lot of things can happen. Crashes, sickness. You can, it's a lot of unforeseen things that can happen. So instead, I like to focus on stage winners. There are 21 stages that comprise the Tour de France, <laughs> and I like to target um, those stage winners. So it's been an exciting race so far. Um who you got for tomorrow? Who you got? For tomorrow? Yeah, who you got for tomorrow? Is that Amelia? Yeah, is it is it climbing? Is it a sprint? Uh, so tomorrow is a hilly sprint stage. So it's not exactly a pure sprint. There is a dominant sprinter that has emerged. His name is Jasper Philipson. He's won three stages. Because uh, it's not Pogo Car, because he let us down first stage. We're not going with him anymore, right? Is that how you say his name? Nope. Not for tomorrow. Not for tomorrow. So uh, Pogachar and mm, Vinegard, yeah. those are the two guys that are competing for the overall win of the race. Uh, Pogachar is an absolute beast. He's an all-rounder, but he can also climb in the high mountains. So like I said, there's a lot of risk involved with those guys. So we like to target sprint stages. This morning, Jasper Philipson won his third stage of the tour. He's emerged as the dominant sprinter. Won a little Won a little bit of paper on that today, but we're trying to win a lot of paper tomorrow. All right, so what you got? Where are the odds? What are we looking at? What are the picks? You can do it all, and that is why I'm riding with arguably the all-around best bike rider in the world. He can do it all. He can climb. He can sprint. His name is Wout Van Art. 
He's a Belgian rider, and Wout is sitting at plus 350 to take the stage win. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Stage okay. eight. Is he the leader in the odds board for tomorrow's stage, or is he just kind of a guy you've you know picked out? So with the uncertainty, people are kind of uncertain if it's going to be a breakaway or a sprint. The Peloton is an evolving thing, so it's it's hard to tell what they want to do. But since the Peloton's a little tired right now, um, people are thinking it could be a breakaway. So essentially, that's why you want to pick an all-around sprinter. And because of this uncertainty, we're getting better odds. So. I cashed a little bit this morning on Jasper Philipson, who was sitting at about plus 115, I believe. He was the favorite. He's the favorite again tomorrow, but he's sitting at plus 250 because of that uncertainty. Hmm. He's already won three stages. I don't think he's going to do it again tomorrow, and that's why I'm picking the second favorite on the board, Wout Van Aert, plus 350. I'm looking to throw a whole unit on him. Nice. But you didn't disclose what a unit was to Amelia, right? Nobody ever does. Yeah, you know. He, yeah, don't I do that. that to myself. <laughs> Smart. Uh, that's why we're talking units. He already knows stuff. Okay. All right. That's the first pick. I like it. I like your rationale. What about pick number two? So I also like to sprinkle a little bit on an outsider, more of a wild card rider. And uh, looking down the odds board, a guy who can also do it all, climb and sprint, since the finish is slightly uphill. I'm looking at Mads. Haterson. On Barstool Sportsbook, he's sitting at plus 1,400 right now. It's a nice little payout. Okay. What team is he on? He rides for... Pedersen rides for Trek Little. And uh, Wout Van Art, my favorite for tomorrow's stage, he rides for Team Jumbo Visma, which is undoubtedly the most dominant team in this year's Tour de France. Nice. Are those, both for, those are both for Saturday or is one of those for Sunday? Those are for tomorrow. Nice. Sunday is like throwing darts. Why? Because it's, it's a different... Like a mount, it's looking like a mountain breakaway stage. It's hard to tell if it's going to be a GC finish, a.k.a. Pogachar versus Vinegard, or if it's going to be a mountain breakaway. So since it's most likely to be a breakaway, it's very, very hard to pick those so i like to like to wait till the stage is underway see who's in the break and uh pick a climber as a live bet Uh, okay so you don't know what it's going to be on any given day not because of the track but because of how they play it or how they ride yeah definitely the the peloton is an evolving thing and if the i mean the course is set but it kind of it's hard to tell on how the peloton a group of riders wants to attack each stage. See, and I just thought a Peloton was a bike that you have in your basement that you put clothes on. <laughs> it's a co-rack. Glorified co-rack. <laughs> it's good marketing right there. All right. Well, that's great. I'm definitely going to ride with you on the Van Art pick plus 350 tomorrow. Um, I don't, like you said, I don't think um, the other guy's going to win more stages in a row. Um, but He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Philipson is definitely the fastest man in this race right now, but tomorrow's an uphill sprint, and it's not exactly a flat run-in, so it's looking like it's going to be more of an all-rounder. 
All right, Riley. Well, thank you for joining us. Your reputation rides on these three picks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and if they're good, you got to come back. For sure. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. Uh, for I also got. Uh, oh, cool! You got more. Stage, stage eleven. So mark your calendars. Stage you eleven. Get your calendars out. Stage eleven is next Wednesday. That is a pure bunch sprint. Okay. Completely flat run in. You're going to want to lay your money with Jasper Phillipson. He's going to be the favorite that day. Obviously, check to make sure he's still in the race at that point. But uh, those odds will come out next Tuesday night and uh, for stage 11 Wednesday. It's a flat stage, and Jasper Phillipson is going to be the man to beat. So is he going to be like plus 100 to win? Yeah, he'll be about plus 100, and I've also got a uh, an outsider for that stage as well. His name is Mark Cavendish. He is arguably the greatest of all time when it comes to cycling, sprinting. He's also hunting down a historic 35th stage win in the Tour de France. So it's going to come at some point. I think it could definitely come in stage 11, if not stage 11. Mark might save it for Paris, last stage of the Tour. Save it for that uh, dramatic finish on the Champs-Élysées. All right. Jasper Philipson. Okay. And then Mark, is Mark's odds going to be dramatically higher? Is he kind of like a goat who's been around for a long time, but is a little washed or. That's pretty accurate, but he was second on today's stage. So he's looking like he's in great form. And like I said, he's hunting down history. So that's, that record is held by Eddie Merckx, who is basically like the old school, old school goat from the Mm seventies. So Cavendish, I do believe he's going to get it done in this tour. The question is when. He was second place today, and he's sitting at – he'll be sitting at probably about plus 2,000 for stage 11. So I so, will be sprinkling on him hard for stage 11. Okay, so he's going to try to break most stages one record. Like that's the record he's going for. Yep, 35 oh. Tour de France stage wins, all-time record. That's interesting. Okay. Well, I like oh, both yeah. of those. I love those. Perfect. Okay. Do you want to stick around for our terrible bets, or do you want to? Yeah, I'll stick around. Okay. Amelia said she didn't bring anyone. Dog days of summer, so there's there's not much going on. Yeah, Amelia didn't do any. She was relying on yours. Um, So let's start over to Caleb. Caleb drains dimes. We are in the dog days of summer, and the only thing going on is truly, really just baseball and. I like to speed things up when I watch baseball, and we're betting on a lot of no-run first innings tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to start with the first one that is not a no-run first inning. I'm going to take the Miami Marlins over the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Zach Wheeler's pitching, and I've slowly become a hater of Zach Wheeler, so I'm just thinking that they're not going to get it done, and I think he might dig them a grave, and the Marlins will kind of like pop off and end up beating the Phillies. And then, do you want to get real intricate or? I mean, are you still them? talking about baseball? Or are you just still talking of- about baseball? Mm-hmm. Uh, no run first ending for the New York Mets and the Padres. Uh, you have Zach or uh, Justin Verlander and you Darvish pitching. They're still top pitchers. I believe in my eyes, I still believe they're top pitchers. That's minus one twenty eight. Um, if have you, you been playing these for real? Like, I mean, yeah, I do. I 100 do no run first. <laughs> and innings. how do you pick? Do you just pick based on the caliber of the pitcher or the total run score total? Like, uh, if it's like seven and a half, you'd pick that no run. I, as so I base like it on the pitcher, and if 
So I base them on the pitcher, and then honestly, if they're a fairly decent team, maybe look at the no-run second inning because it's usually when the pitcher gets hotter and you get to the bottom of your lineup and your lineup's not as good. So I don't think you're allowed to make fun of Gilbert's first baskets anymore, just saying. Have you been doing well? Eh, so-so. I mean, it it all kind of depends. Entertain you. Something entertaining, especially when it's so fat. Like, I mean, especially with the pitch clock now, things go by a lot faster. Yeah, that Um, is nice. So my next no-run first inning is going to be the Phillies and the Marlins, even though I am on the Zach Wheeler hate train. I still think that he's decent enough not to let up a run in the first inning. So I believe that there will be no runs in the first inning against the Phillies and the Marlins. But if you parlay both of those together, both no run first innings, it's plus 196. I mean, I know they're both negative odds because they are de- good pitchers for both of them. If you combine them, plus 196 is pretty decent. It's not bad. Quick 20-minute turnaround on the inning. It's easy. There you go. All righty, Jenny. Let me end this real quick. I really so want I... to do the Forrest Gump thing, but I just feel like I can't do it that well. I know. We'll work on it. Um <laughs> I only got two picks today. Jenna. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Riley, you're hired. All right. I love you, Jenna. <laughs> All right. My first pick involves Amelia's favorite WNBA team, the Indiana Fever. She's like, who? Who? Hey, we the got Hoosier on the, on the field now. The Fever are. Go yep. Plus three and a half versus the Mystics. The Fever. They've lost five straight. But in their defense, they lost to one of the best super teams ever formed, in my opinion, which will play out by the end of the year, the Las Vegas Aces. And some of the other games that they lost were in single digits. Elena Deladon and Natasha Cloud are out, potentially, for the Mystics. The line hasn't moved since this morning, so they're still plus three and a half. I think the Indiana Fever are due for a win today. So this is a whole Indiana-themed episode. We got Indiana guests. Indiana bets. But now we're going to go over to football because we can't wait, right? Anybody got an Indiana we Jones We've got to start putting money on football. Um, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. If you pay any attention to fantasy, you probably have an idea of who the NFL – looking at you, Caleb. Who do you think is going to be the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year this year? Um, Riley, I know. I think you play too. So any any idea who it's going to be? It's a favorite, but I'm willing to pay the chalk because it's not too bad right now. But you got to put some money I, on I it. like where your head's at. I like where your head's at, and I think you're headed towards Mr. B. John Robinson. Ding, ding, ding. So, How did he know? <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, I know. So That's why it's like, why are you so, not taking this? My only quarrel with that, though, Don't is start. that the league is so favorited to quarterbacks that if one of the young dudes pops off, like C.J. Shroud or mm. like um, Young, they're going to give it to him just so they can give it to him. Just so like, oh my to God. To build their persona. Yeah, to build their persona. And then. Riley, as a Colts fan, I mean, I've heard your new quarterback's going to be a runner. Do you think that a scenario that, like Caleb just described, could potentially happen? Like, what do you think the odds of that happening are? Do you think he's going to be that good? And I, you're probably a little biased. Talking about Richardson? Yes. I think Anthony Richardson's going to take the league by storm as long as they unleash him and let him play starting week one. Yeah, we we don't know yet, but, you right? Because get you I got Minshew. Not I try not to bet with my heart, so I'm going to stay away from that one and just uh, hope for the hope for some Colts wins so, this year. But it's going to be a slow build. I do think that we'll be a force to be reckoned with once Anthony Richardson is uh, fully formed in the playbook and ready to go. Yeah, Bijan's going to rush for a thousand plus yards. He'll probably have what. He's gonna he's Nine, gonna get ten thirty touchdowns. carries a game, so hopefully he's built like Derrick Henry and can handle that workload. Because I don't know what yeah. else they're gonna do with them. 
But I do stand corrected. I mean, it is. I do still believe that the award is favored to quarterbacks, but mm-hmm. the last two winners were wide receivers, and it was Garrett Wilson and Jamar Chase. But then before that, you're obviously Rita. looking at Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. So, I mean. Yeah. But, yeah. Read so, us the odds. Bijan's plus 250. What are the, who's the next closest? I think there was another person listed at plus 250. He's pulling it up on the old laptop. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the research guy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys made any money a couple weeks back on the, our Colorado Rockies, but I think me and Amelia are a good luck charm. No. We, we, were, we were in the stands. Win. We were in the stands for the Grand Slam W against the Angels. Yeah, I was in the stands the day after they had the worst loss in history, and I so, picked them to lose by one and a half, and they won. <laughs> so they, they won the series with like a 20-run mm-hmm. deficit. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, this obviously changes in real time. I mean, a lot of things could happen right now. So B. John Robinson, what I'm looking at, which is probably a different sports book, um, he's plus 300. Okay. And then Bryce Young is the next favorite at plus 400. And then we jump in. Where's Richardson? Plus. Fifth on the list, plus 900. Yeah, that's about yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's tempting. I try to not go with my heart, but the guy's a freak athlete. You, I mean, he's the most athletic quarterback who's ever tested at the NFL Combine. I mean, he's, he's going to be a menace. The question is, how soon? So my only – I mean – I believe it. I believe he's going to be a menace. He's going to start off like Cam Newton. He's going to keep running and he's going to be trucking people over and stuff. But I'm just always afraid of mobile quarterbacks' longevity in the yeah, okay. league. I say go for it. Send it. But then you're like Lamar Jackson. Get paid early and yeah. figure out what happens later. It's going to be a good one. All right. Well, those. That's it for all of our bets, Amelia. Why don't you tell us what's going on with our amazing competition yeah we're still doing our uh, special promotion right now for um the supreme fantasy football draft party weekend giveaway it's going to be the party you want to have to start off your whole draft year you can just enter that contest on our instagram it's pinned at our top you just got to comment like comment your league makes comment who you think's going to win this year who's going to lose yeah. who had some great picks and in that package, you're gonna have the best weekend you can with that with your whole fantasy team. You get a two night stay for you and your twelve league mates, welcome party, and bar eighty forty two. You get to have a private seating in the Barstool Sportsbook for your draft. That's gonna be awesome. And you also get an open tab during that for two hours during your draft, and you get to finish up and have a beautiful steak dinner at Timberland Grill. So what's not to love about all that just to start off your fantasy year? It's gonna be great. All you gotta do is like go on our Instagram, comment, like, and follow. And you could you could win. Yeah. Yeah. Free to enter. Two months. Two months till football season. I know. Can't wait. Amelia's definitely wait. looking forward to it too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't football. worry, I already got Sunday ticket lined up. Oh wow. Hey. Woo. Football four days a week. Let's go. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Riley, and thank you to everybody for listening. We will catch you next week. Just, just.